2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
3: The overall win streak is seven, the road
4: win streak is seven, and the Celtics beat the Bulls again. 129 to 112 is your final from Chicago.
1: And
3: long last, the Celtics are back in our lives. They were out in Chicago last night putting the hurting on the Bulls, although that game wasn't uh, in the second half it was. It was a big first quarter. Bulls roared back in the second, and then the Celtics sort of took it from there. Um, big game for Derek White. Nice game for Jason Tatum. Uh, nice game for us, the Jones and Mego show. We did a, a three leg parlay on that game, and all three legs hit, so you're welcome if you uh, followed us. Although I can't imagine why anybody would. <laughs> um, but we did hit last night, so there you go. You were due? Uh, we were definitely due. And, you know, it was one of those like if a million monkeys with a million typewriters all type, eventually they'll we'll you get know, Shakespeare. We'll get Shakespeare. That was Shakespeare yeah, so that's last exactly night. what happened. That's what you got last night. Anyway, Celtics back on track. Um, Jason Tatum was the topic of much uh, MVP discussion here over the past week or so, certainly over the uh, All-Star weekend. Stephen A. Smith's been talking about uh, him a lot. Uh, He's been addressing it a lot. Tatum has himself. We'll hear from him in just a second. Uh, Real quick, what do you think about Jason Tatum's MVP uh, aspirations this year? So I'm a bit biased here because
4: I have $1000 riding on it cuz I put my $25 Gronk bonus bet on FanDuel nice. on Jason Tatum plus 4000 to win the MVP. All right, I was
3: going to say you must have done that a while ago. Yeah. yeah. And
4: well not that long ago. Only like 10 days ago maybe somewhere okay. in that range. Um
3: some biased. I feel like that's moved a lot in the last week,
4: though. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a legit candidate, and you know, I know the Windhorse comments were some of the dumbest things I've ever heard by any sports analyst. Saying, which one
3: specifically? Now,
4: well, <laughs> he said because he wasn't very good in the playoffs two years ago, mm-hmm. he isn't a great candidate to win the MVP this right. year, which is literally a, a season award. It's it's for this season. Yep, it's not a career achievement. It's not a Certainly not a postseason award. Here's a win horse. We do have that.
5: There's two things working against Tatum. <laughs> Crack yourself. One up. <laughs> is is that even though the MVP is supposed to be about this season, we know that it's not. It's often about the narrative, and he had a poor showing in the 2022 finals. He was dealing with a with a wrist injury at the time, but the fact is, they were ahead in the series. He had several bad games in a row, and they lost. Last year in the in the Boston uh, in the in the Heat series, he didn't perform great. Um, In Game 7, he had a miserable Game 7 when they needed him to deliver. He had an unbelievable Game 7 against the 76ers last year, 51 points in that one. Jaw-dropping performance, but he has a couple of sort of red marks on his resume that people want to see. The other thing I'm going to say, and then I'll hand it over to you, Legs, is that it's very difficult for his case to improve. The Celtics have been in first place since November. What's he going to do between now and the end of the season? Get them in more first place?
3: Okay, so a couple of things. Him. Uh number one, there's a great example that he should know full well, completely blows up his point, and that's LeBron. LeBron was in the finals in 07. They lost to San Antonio, I want to say, and then two years later he's the MVP on a team that still hadn't won yet. He didn't win till he went to uh till he went to Miami in twenty twelve. So like that right there is a great example as to why that doesn't make any sense. And also But
4: it also just didn't make any sense on the surface. On the surface, I, I credit it you for either, doing
3: yeah. a little research and work, but it's stupid no matter what or yes. first place i agree that it's stupid anyway and speaking of stupid the the main dumb thing about it is that you know you don't necessarily need to keep improving your thing if your team continues to play well and you continue to play well other guys may drop off and there's also the politics of it, which I think he was trying to get at, but he didn't quite he didn't quite sum it up because I think politics wise, Jason Tatum's probably due. It's like his turn now for the MVP because that's how they do it. I mean, Joel yep. Embiid wasn't the best player last year; he shouldn't have won MVP last year. He did because it was his turn. Fatigue. It's Jason Tatum steps in on Jokic, exactly. right? Jokic was the best player. Jokic, fatigue. Giannis fatigue. I mean, it was you know two guys. It was one guy repeated, another guy repeated, and then it's Joel Embiid. They don't want to have these repeat guys every single year. They'd rather spread it out. And Tatum's a perfect good candidate for that right now. He's a better candidate than Gildas Alexander, I think. He's still too new. Yep. Uh, Luca Doncic's team isn't good enough, even though his numbers are better. But I think that's Tatum's best. His best argument is that it's his turn, and the politics of it are sort of hit because numbers-wise, a lot of guys have better numbers than him this year.
4: And I think he is uh, proactively trying to win the award through his comments. Yes. I actually think some of these things about you know I got to win a title and. You know, yeah, I'm the best player, and I can be the face, and that he's he's reminding everyone the Celtics are good. We have good players. Porzingis is good. Drew Holiday is good. Derek White is good. I am the the main dog. Mm-hmm. I'm the lead dog on the Boston Celtics, which is something that some people questioned he didn't have in him to be that alpha lead right. dog and 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 all of that. So, and and I also so in Winhorse's world, if the Celtics go to the finals and beat Jokic then Tatum can win the regular season MVP next year? Yes. Is that how that works? (laughs) I guess. That is so stupid. Even though it doesn't
3: apply to, like, the main guy that he was tasked with covering for almost his entire journalistic career until recently.
4: And I know that (laughs) there are vagaries in MVP. Uh, Tatum talked about these at the All-Star break in that press conference. Like, there's no real criteria. You might look at it differently than I look at it. Because I do believe the, the old argument, if you take Tatum off the Celtics, how far do they go? Yeah, probably the Eastern Conference Finals, I think they got a shot. I agree. You take Jokic off the Nuggets, how far
6: do they go? Off Nowhere. a cliff. One and no, done, right. probably, yeah. So, like, it's not even a
4: debate. If that's your argument, then Jokic is the MVP. Absolutely. Because they're a really good team with him, and you think they're not a good team
3: without him. Well, Sixers, too, and Embiid, I mean, that's an argument
6: yeah, you can I make there the for sure. it's the same thing. Does, so does, I guess to play devil's advocate should jason tatum now suffer because the celtics are a good team around him and no. he is sacrificed? if
3: that's if that's how you define mvp then yes but i also think that there's a lot of different ways to do it best player on the best team is a common refrain and Correct. he's clearly the best player on the best team yep. so i mean it depends on what your what your definition is but i think that he does check some of those boxes he definitely checks the political box and he also checks best player on best team if you took him off the team would the team fall apart like jokic and embiid and some of these other ones luka and the in Dallas and Gilgis Alexander? Probably not. I'd say probably not. I think the Celtics are a strong enough team, but I also don't think it's necessarily fair to penalize Tatum for that. He also checks off the box that I think we all hope he checks off in terms of the pursuit of a title, like
4: he's paid his dues, now he's getting to the middle of his career. It's that time where he's supposed to break through and win a title, and he's probably ready for people to acknowledge his greatness through the MVP. Right. But I also think some of this is narratives, and I, I heard Scal talk about this a little bit with you guys, I think the best thing Jason Tatum can do is play in, in front of Doris Burke as many times as possible. because She is his <laughs> biggest cheerleader, and she's an influential voice, right?
3: Yeah, and definitely. And
4: the more you hear her talking about how perfect a player Jason Tatum is and how great he is, that will influence people more so than some of the idiocy. I also don't know, is Windhorse just talking for himself, or is he talking for fellow voters? Like, does he have a group of buddies, and they always text I'm about— I'm sure, yeah. Because that would carry more value in my mind if he's got guys— that's like, oh, uh, my MVP
6: text train here. Uh, you know, m- remember Tatum sucked two years ago in the playoffs. Him, Zach Lowe, right. Ryan Russell. But then
4: know. at least it's legitimate. You <laughs> legitimize National it F- by eggs. saying, you know, <laughs> I was talking to other voters, and they keep bringing up two years ago in the
6: postseason. It's still stupid. But it might actually be a thing. It was a fair. I heard you bring up the point last night with Keith. If if your best argument is well, it didn't work out in the playoffs two years ago, then you don't really have a good argument as to why Jason Tatum yeah. is not the MVP. He's yeah, the MVP.
4: You but, just proved to me he's the MVP by trying with to failure discredit. to prove he's not the MVP.
3: Yeah, and what really needs plus to happen, I want my thousand bucks though, in the sense of the winning the championship thing, which Windhorse was getting to too. Larry Bird won three straight MVPs. And he had multiple Hall of Famers on the team with him. Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Dennis Johnson, Bill Walton. They were all MVPs. Yeah, not MVPs. Tom Brady. They were all uh, Hall of Fame players. You we know? just talked
4: about Brady in a dynasty for an hour, and everybody likes to pretend like what his story was. Um, there were Hall of Famers, all pros, Several. littered throughout his career. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Mm-hmm.
3: Is there really a person where we can say, oh, no, he totally did it alone? Played no. by himself. And Jason Tatum, I mean, he's got good players around him. Is Jalen Brown a, Hall of, a future Hall of Famer? Yes. It's you think the NBA. So? Absolutely. Jalen Brown's going to be in the Hall of
4: Absolutely. Fame? Absolutely. I don't know about that. But have you seen who's in the freaking Springfield Hall of Fame?
3: I have. You might be in if you ever Arcade talked basketball. Has. I was there, yeah. I was, uh, well, so I used to go to the old one. At the old Hall of Fame, they had this thing at the end. When you got to the very end, I love this. They put you in a video game where you went one-on-one with Bill Walton. Do you know, Is it either of you know what I'm talking about? No. Nope. Okay, so there's a new uh, Hall of Fame now. It's like about, I don't know, a quarter mile up the road from where the old one used to be. But in the old one, you'd go through the whole museum, and you'd go all the way down, and you'd come to the bottom, and you'd get off at the very end. There was like a conveyor belt with baskets you could shoot on, and then you got at to the end of the conveyor belt, and you walked into this room, and you went one-on-one with virtual Bill Walton. And you were there dribbling an invisible ball, and you had to shoot it over him. You could see on the screen what he was doing, and he would just reject your shots every single time. It was impossible. I have no idea how you could ever score in that game, but it was the most fun thing ever.
6: Start talking to him about like mushrooms or butterflies <laughs> yeah, right? or the dead, and just distract him, and then you hit him with the okie. Give him a
3: cupcake. The whole thing seemed like something he came up with while on mushrooms. <laughs> like you know, it was it did sort of make Let sense. Let me
6: put away my bungos. <laughs> I'm stepping into the virtual
3: world. Now that that was a Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Now I like it. It's fine. Um, and they do have that whole court with the old peach bats and stuff you can shoot on which is cool but uh i i don't really remember like the very last room you go in where you can go through all the players i don't know i mean there's a lot of guys in that hall of fame sure jalen brown they're gonna have to win for jalen brown to get in he'll be in the hall of fame you want to bet yeah sure i don't know we might both be dead by the time (laughs) comes an issue maybe uh porzingis future hall of famer probably not uh probably not but if this team goes on a run
4: if they stay together and they go that's on a true. multi-year that's I mean, true. I'm saying run. all this
3: assuming they don't become like a dynasty. If they right. become a dynasty, they'll all be in the Hall of Fame. You're probably yeah. right.
4: I mean, Tatum's a lock, and I think Jalen Brown is well on his way with his All-Star status, his All-NBA status, his contract, his and the the fact that he'll be Scottie Pippen, right to the to the Tatum. If this, if even if there's just one title,
3: yeah. I mean that's the second entirely... best
4: player on the best team.
3: Yeah. Uh that's entirely possible. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Celtics are back and uh Jason Tatum has been getting a lot of MVP consideration. He had this to say after the game last night about what he could be doing.
5: I'm human, right? Uh It's a it's a process. I was first team all NBA last two years, I averaged 30 like the human side like yeah, you want to Continue to average more every year. You see other guys putting up 30-plus a night, and you know you can do that. Um, but part of growing is understanding what we have in this window, trying to maximize that and, you know, uplift the guys around me. You know, I think just took some time for me to understand, like, you know, I know I can score 30 a night. I know I, I did that. But, you know, that's not necessarily what this team needs on a nightly basis.
3: So he could be scoring 30 and that if he wanted to. And he he's, totally reminding he's reminding you. He's reminding you, voters. Definitely done that before. So I, I that, think. The team doesn't need me to do that.
4: There's some truth to what he's saying, mm-hmm. right? Like, can we acknowledge there is some truth to that? Right. There's also he's some. He's not Luka
3: in Dallas, and they need him to score right. that much, right? Yeah. But he's
4: reminding you if you needed to, me to do it, I would do it. I might do it the way I did it last night and have like three in the first quarter and a half <laughs> or whatever the hell it was, right. and then get hot. The consistency in his game is still a little bit questionable. Um, but I I think he's reminding people, it, it's a little again like the subjugation of egos yep. and like what what was what was Jalen's word, sacrificed last we've, year. We've yeah. all sacrificed. Mm-hmm. I think this is Tatum's version of saying we've sac- I think that was Jalen Brown saying I could be better somewhere else. Right. I could put up better numbers. Yes, I deserve this huge contract that people are going to hem and haw about. And this is Tatum saying. Yeah, I could score 30. You've seen me score 30. If you want me to score 30, I'll do that. But I'd rather win a title and you still acknowledge me as MVP at 27 and
3: change. Then we can all be happy. Absolutely. You're right about that. And last year, Brown did go on a little media blitz. Remember? He did the interview with the New York Times and Vanity Fair and all these other uh, magazines talking about why he should be all NBA. Not Vanity Fair. It was something else. I forget what it was, but he did a bunch of interviews, and he was going on and on about why he should be All NBA. So you get the that's, Supermax. Yes, Hustlers. exactly. That's, that's right. Still a thing. <laughs> Probably. I don't not. know that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, you know, that was that was a real thing that happened, and he was trying to get All NBA. So you get the Supermax. Right. Jason Tatum wants to be MVP. He's doing the same kind
6: of media blitz right now. It's
3: and it clear works. As day.
6: It works. It does. I mean, yeah. Marcus Smart. I was we saw just the about blitz that up. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was like a team machination. Yeah. Too. Like the Celtics, and you know what? Maybe that's what the Celtics need to do is just start aggressively campaigning in the last, you know, month in the half of the season. Run spots. Forget like, oh, it takes all of us and showing like Delano Banton and Nameh Kato. Like, forget those guys. Jason Tatum, MVP. That is your campaign now. And they may have
4: actually hurt his status with the campaign they were on, which was they wanted Derek White to be an All-Star. Because if you're saying all five of your starters are really All-Star
3: caliber... Then you're not an MVP, right? That
4: devalues Jason Tatum. So let's put that in the rear view mirror. Let's have a new campaign. And the new campaign is like Tatum's the guy. Like, I don't know, have Abby ask all the other players about (laughs) how important Tatum is every game, all those different things. Because all of that matters. Because locally, if you remember... So Marcus Smart wins it, the narrative, the talk, got him the award. Locally... We were talking about, isn't Rob Williams more important? Like, huh, he's not even the best defensive player on his team, and he's mm-hmm. going to win the uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So I may have said that, yeah. These narratives matter, This to- these talking points, and we all do it. You see something far away, we don't know all the intimate details. You just, because if it's just on the best player, in my opinion, Jokic wins it. He's yeah. the most important player, mm-hmm. and he's the best player. We don't see him all the time because it's out in Denver and we're, bo- you know, go to bed and mm-hmm. all that stuff. If it's just the best player, it's Jokic. Yeah. I agree. I think Jokic is uh, the most complete player and the best player in the league. But I think the narrative. I think Scal said this to you guys. He thinks the narrative for Tatum is going to take off. I believe. He I said think it, it already is taking off. That's I what think I it's mean. Taking
3: off right now. And this media blitz is as transparent as a That's pair going. of fanatics uh, baseball pants. Uh, so there you go. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. We'll get to your phone calls. And uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday with those two carpet baggers, Jones and Mego. who didn't understand. Yeah, where are uh, they? But I think the Celtics. Can save the city. I think the Celtics can save the Red Sox and the Patriots and everybody else. They just got to win. I'll uh, get into all that right after Ryan Garvin tells you what's trending.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Get in on the discussion. All topics we've covered
4: here
0: in the first hour well, and a half I plus. Yes, uh, what
2: is the singles seem
4: like <laughs> that? Women lowering their standards. Uh, all these <laughs> things that we've discussed. Jones and Mego on WEEI. All right,
0: despite the fact that I said the Celtics are the best team earlier, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets, and here's why. I think their best basketball is coming, and I think by the time we get to the playoffs, they're going to remind people of how difficult it's going to be to beat this team. Uh, their core continuity and the fact that they went through it together—they've been through every pressure situation imaginable—and there's just no matchup for that player. So I'm, I'm still going to put Denver until they—they they prove me wrong. I think they're number one. Number two is Boston, the team I just said. Everything's in place. This is the best team Jason Tatum has had in the era that he has been with the Boston Celtics. Everything should be in place. This is the most complete starting lineup in basketball. Uh, I don't necessarily think they're the deepest team, but they're so versatile with their starting five that in a lot of ways, that gives you a second unit because of the different positions that those guys can play. So I put balls to two, right?
3: All right, that was uh, Legs himself, Tim Legler. Tell you what, Legler and Winhorse got some opinions, man. They got some Celtics opinions that are just uh, hard to really – Hard to really follow. Like, that was a hard thing to follow uh, with the Celtics. But I want to uh, pivot away from that a little bit because while I think the Celtics are the best team in the NBA, I think it's hard to argue that. Um, Can they have a bigger effect than just winning a championship? Can they have an influence over some of the other teams in the city, some of the other ownership groups in the city? Can Wick Grosbeck's approach, which has been to – Dump resources and money and draft and everything into this uh, into this roster, which is not just him. I mean, you know, Brad Stevens is, is doing a lot of it and has maneuvered through a lot of this, but he's done it with a lot of resources. He's had a lot of resources at his disposal to give uh, contract extensions out to Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis and the Supermax for Jalen Brown and sort of everything else. That's all been allowed to happen by Wick Grosbeck. So my question is, and I asked this yesterday, and just for the record, I don't I don't do this often. But whenever I'm not here, Jones and Me- Jones and Mega are like Costanza and Elaine. And I'm Jerry, and they just talk about me the whole time. When I'm not, and Ryan knows this. You know I'm not lying. When I'm not here, how much do those two talk about me when I'm not? here?
6: I mean, I'm sure you. I mean, you're you're the with. I mean, it's it's the whole show. Of course, we're going to talk about you at some point to let the audience know. Hey, where's Christian Arkin? Mm-hmm. And, and they're just it, telling, go, it goes beyond that. They're just telling <laughs> the audience where you know you might be, or you know if it's not snowing, you know if you're not say I, you
4: I heard a work. snow day reference a couple times.
3: Was
6: I not on the air that day?
3: I, I mean, you was were. I was I not on the air that day? No, yeah, you were on the air. I was, and I did not. I was not the one with the bad forecast. Okay, that was Chris Curtis at the WEEI Weather Center. So blame him. You chickened
6: <laughs> out over a quarter inch of snow. It's it lives. I on I don't think prayer, it right? was even that much. Were you ill <laughs> at some
3: point too? Was yes, I had, I had thing? laryngitis for a couple of days, and I came back in even though it wasn't healed all the way. I think yet. they made fun of you for that. Too. They certainly did. So that's why I don't feel bad about what I'm about to say, which is that neither one of them two. Know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to this topic? Uh, I said that you know it could be a chance for the Celtics to make this a basketball city again, like it was in the eighties. And Jones is like, "No, nah, I was a Red Sox town back in the eighties. Trouble is his best, you know." I was, thank you. I was I was alive and I was in Boston. I was very close to the Garden in the eighties. It was a Celtics town in the A. It was all about the Celtics in the eighties in the city, anyway. And then in the uh, in the later years. In 2001 to, like, 04, when it was the Patriots and the Red Sox starting to win and the other teams all started going all in with their rosters, that was a domino effect. That's a real thing. I mean, that's that's documented. And here's Mego, who was, like, 11 years old living in Maryland at the time, being Steve like,
1: Paliucha. ah.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. I think Steve Pagliuccio. We're talking to Steve Paliucha? Can't even pronounce the owner of the team's name. All right, uh,
1: Steve Pagliuccio. Yeah,
3: exactly. And she's here talking about, I don't know about that. I don't think so. I mean, that's not like it happened the first time. That's exactly what happened the first time.
1: Steve Pag was
2: just on with us
3: Steve Paluccia and uh, Wyke Grousebeck and the rest of the Celtics ownership group has a chance to do something here that has already happened okay that's the thing this has already happened when uh, Kraft and Henry started winning Grosbeck and everybody else all started uh, adjusting their approach and going all out for championships, and they've talked about this. Danny Ainge said as much. He was like, the Celtics, and not the Celtics, the Red Sox and the Patriots set a standard for the city, and we felt like we had to match that, and I wanted to do something big, and so I went out and I made the big uh, Kevin Garnett trade and Ray Allen, and we put this whole thing together, and we won a championship too. And then the Bruins did a little bit later on. Not the same way, but, you know, it was all sort of happening together, and I think that there was an effect that went around uh, the whole city with these three different teams. Four, really, if you want to count the Bruins, because they did spend it's a little bit uh, tougher of a salary cap in hockey, I think, than the other sports. But still, they were up there spending to the cap. The Bruins generally, generally keeping it, guys
6: around. You are not crying for the Bruins to do anything at the trade deadline over the last few years because Don Sweeney has invested resources into making the team competitive. the yes, playoffs.
3: Absolutely, the Red Sox were spending, the Patriots were winning. Like all of this was happening, and there was a symbiotic relationship. If the Celtics win a championship. The way that Wick Grosbeck is, uh, is handling this team and the way he's uh, put so many resources into it. The Celtics right now are fifth in payroll. Next year they're slated to be number one, and I think they'll probably be number one for a while, depending on what some of these other teams do. Other teams may outspend them, but right now they're in the top five and will be number one probably for a while. Could that, Andy Hart... Have the same sort of effect that we saw. This is the longest question ever I from two thousand one. I just next a, segment we'll get to the. Answer. I needed a chance to yell and scream at Jones for a second. I did. I did I'm owed that. I think. Um, don't read the text line by the way. It I doesn't guess. matter. They support. No, they're supporting
4: oh, you. Oh, they are. Okay, good. It yes. might set you for. It definitely was a Celtics town in the eighties. I know it was. I don't, I don't have the answer to that. I was six, seven, eight in that range. I was there. young too, but still. And the Celtics were winning. And the Red Sox were one strike away. Like right. those were the two sort of narratives with them. It's it's whether the win is more valuable than the chase because there was a, it was a Red Sox chase forever, right? Definitely. Every year it just ticked off one more year they've mm-hmm. been
3: since. But and then there was the '90s where nobody won anything. So <laughs> well, yeah, the, the '80s Sox, were the '80s child, were extra so yes. romanticized. That's because that Parcells
4: was going to the Jets <laughs>
3: it's if he had true. just focused
4: on the game. Had a title.
3: That's a good point. Um, I think the Bruins were in like a cup final in 1990. But either way, uh, can the Celtics shame the other owners into into running their team the right so way? So is it the other owners or is it just the Red Sox you're talking to? Because i think of the Red Sox and to a lesser extent the Patriots. The Patriots haven't spent in a decade. Gerard Mayo said, burn some cash on this radio station. He did. So... So are they going to do it, or I mean, now, they, they have to do it. They have a hundred million. Devil's advocate here. is
4: the Sox said they were going full throttle. So, True, like it's sort of similar, and then sure they. Well, did. that wasn't. How's that, how's that going? <laughs> if Jerrod uh,
6: flooring it in neutral. If Gerard doing,
4: Mayo like. comes back in May and says, "Oh well, I I could have probably put that more art." There was an artful. Way. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really mean spend money. Right. I meant we would manage money. No, if they do that, like you're right, but I think we fully expect. And there's also the aspect of fair or not, we handle Robert Kraft differently, A, because of the victories, B, yep. because of the, he's one of us, the metal bleachers at Foxborough Stadium story that he loves mm-hmm. to wedge into every comment he's ever right. made and remind us that he's he's a local guy made good kind
3: of thing. I peed in that trough like everybody else. Right. Yeah.
4: Like, and, and I think he gets some benefit <laughs> of the doubt because of that on some level. Um, more so than Jacobs and Henry for sure. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because yeah, they're not. Because they're they're just not. Wakes like, a local guy, businessmen. Yes, yeah. and I think that helps them. But what helps all of them more than anything is just the simple: we want talent, and you know that whether it's spend talent or whether it's Danny Ainge, just I don't know, draft Jalen Brown and then. Draft Jason Tatum, and huh, we got pillars, and now we can build around pillars. Like this is, uh as Theo would say, another local son. Yep, multifactorial. <laughs> if you remember the word he liked to use, mm, no, but okay, yeah, <laughs> Multifac He was big on
3: multifactorial. That doesn't sound like an actual word. Multifactorial. I've never checked it. He said it. it I just seem, Doesn't seem like a word. I don't think he, it's he word. made it
4: a word in in his little world of Red Sox baseball and geeking up things. It no, nah, it's th- totally a word. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Theo word. Didn't sound like a word. <laughs> but I don't know that the need is there. It, the, the Patriots have sucked. Have they tried to suck? I mean, hell, your guy, Tom Curran. Mm-hmm. You, when do you guys talk to him? Once a week? Every Thursday. Yep. Pretty sure somewhere around August and September he was predicting like 12 wins. I definitely
6: put the over nine and a half wins. The wins were everywhere. Tom, Tom Curran. Yeah, Tom yeah everywhere. everywhere. The wins were everywhere.
4: Except they didn't come from anywhere. No. So they they were trying, they were even getting people to buy into the idea. Uh, Juju's better than than Jacoby Myers. Right. You know who thought that? Mike Cadlick, weei.com. You know who told him that was stupid? Andy Hart, WEEI.com. You know who else Mike Cadlick liked? Watch. Mike Gasicki. Crime. Mike Gasicki's gonna be a unicorn. Mm-hmm. People were betting me he was gonna have a dozen touchdowns. So even though it feels like it's been a while since the Patriots invested or were good, yeah. Last summer people thought they were invested and might
6: be decent. Some people thought Johnny Smith was going to be really good too I remember he, that's and true that,
3: and that was spent What's that, three years ago now? Was yes, four but years that ago was now? in a spree where they signed a bunch of other players. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like, they had other guys that year that they overspent on. Smith was one of them, and that was a bad one. But they got Henry that year. They got Bourne that year. They got Judon that year. It wasn't all bad. But the Red Sox haven't spent. The Red Sox haven't spent a dime. And they don't, they don't seem to be trying. Yeah. All we talk about is, well, they're going to trade this guy
4: away. They're going to trade this guy away. Ooh, they added this guy in a value deal. He might pitch uh, by September, and then he might be back next year. Like. They are the bargain basement embarrassment in this city. They are. So if if this is going to work. And I don't care
3: that they are either. Which is funny
4: because I don't know if this matters or not, if this is actually a thing. The Red Sox are actually in the city, just like the Celtics are actually in the city. Mm -hmm. Like, Gillette is off on its own little island down there. True. Whereas in the city of Boston, you have TD Garden, where the Celtics are running it like we would want to run it, Mm -hmm. like Mark Cuban or whatever. I got money. Steve Cohen with the Mets. I got money, I'm spending money. Dave Dombrowski with the Red Sox. Right. Yeah. Like, like you want it to be run. And yet, the Red Sox are doing the exact op. They're trying to, I guess, Billy Bean it and find market inefficiencies and value. I don't even know what they're doing. I'll be honest. I really have no idea
3: what they're doing. I don't either. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's much of a of a plan or nope. really any sort of initiative other than this is our budget and stay within the budget and don't go over it. doesn't matter what you do. But that's not modern life. No. Right? It's not baseball. You know? None like, of us lives that way. No. Do you buy a
4: car when you have $42,000 cash to go to the lot and hand it to the guy and get a car? I do not. No. Do you buy a house Never when you had have that either. So 700- I 700 credit? <laughs> do you buy a house when you have $725,000 in your pocket and can just go buy a house? No. You know how we all buy houses and I cars? Bet. We pay for this little piece of them yep. a lot of million times like budgets that's just and just football, like the salary cap. Like you you you're paying for the future. You're hoping. You're So, yes. What was the question? The question was, can the Celtics save the city? He had a rant owners? to lead into the question. Yes. I had a rant that I don't know if I answered the question. Can know, the like Celtics save dueling the city rants. Can Boston. the Celtics save the city? See, I think you're just saying, can the Celtics save the Red Sox? I'm going to change the question. Okay, fair enough. And I'm going to say no. I mean, the Patriots need to be saved right now, too. So you Yeah, know. but they're trying to save themselves. We'll see if they are. No, I think they absolutely are. Okay. They may fail miserably. I think there's a decent chance they stink next year. Your co-host, the one thing he's ever decided to be optimistic about <laughs> is the one thing that has no shot in hell of happening. Agreed. Them making the playoffs. Yeah. No chance. There
3: is no chance they have a winning record. There's no chance they go to the playoffs. But... I think they're trying. He thinks they're going to the playoffs, but he also has no faith in Gerard Mayo to get them there. <laughs> so right? It's a complicated. How is that possible? It's a complicated take. <laughs> Jones <laughs> likes
6: Theo too. It's
3: not all he does. Know. No, he's into Theo. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's hot for Theo. But Theo's. I mean, listen, Theo. I don't, I don't buy into Theo's going to do anything at all. Yeah. What's Theo going to do? Tell Nothing. him to spend. Who's not telling them to spend? Who's get not Pearl begging Jam John Henry to spend right FMI. now? You know, like the, Dustin Pedroia's is he's begging him to spend. Theo Epstein's going to do, it, and they're going to be like, okay, Theo, yeah, you got it, buddy. Like, thanks for the suggestion. Like, everybody in the world knows what they need to do. I think the only way to really get through to them is to shame them by having the other teams uh, blow past them here. I think that maybe, that's one way of doing and it. And that may be true, and I think that has to be by
4: – we already know that the Garden is every exciting. Everybody wants to be there. Yeah. It's, it's the cool place to be.
3: Secondary market tickets are through the roof right And then
4: there. if you – which – Counter to that is Gillette Stadium. Right, Everybody knew it was Bill Belichick's last game, and I know it snowed, but there was like 30,000 people there. No one gave a rat's ass. You could buy tickets yep. last minute the for nothing. The boxes weren't even full. No, there was, there was nobody there, <laughs> was and you were seeing history. Yeah. You, you kind of knew that was Bill's last game, mm-hmm. and you didn't care enough to get out and, I don't know, put some gloves on and go to a game. So you really didn't care. I think that could it's the only a game I went to all
3: season was that one game. Oh, you went? Yeah, I went. So you saw history. I was up in the in the suite though. I wasn't. I wasn't out
6: there with the mucky. Muck. with a common man. No way. Of this
3: guy, not me. This is the one time I've been up there.
6: So the, the main idea is are, are our chicken fingers. Uh, mwah. Uh, can the Celtics bully? That's what it feels like. Bully shame, not like oh, can they save this city? Can their success put pressure on Robert Kraft and the Jacobs and 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 John Henry? And it just feels like at least with the Red Sox, like. Like, as a Red Sox fan, I feel like I am inconveniencing John Henry. Like, my desire to be like, oh, you can't yeah. spend $5 million on Tim Anderson, who's just a name and a small number that I'm just pulling out of thin air. But the idea of, you guys don't want to do anything. You are totally, and that's, to kind of go back to Arkan's main idea, the 2021 Red Sox playoff run was a party every night in late September and October. But I also think it's like one of the worst things that could have happened to this iteration of the Red Sox yep. because it painted this this false uh, illusion yeah. and false illusion is redundant, but the illusion that, Oh no, we're really good. We're building something like, no, you actually had a lot of, of work to do. And I think at that point in the Dodgers parade, which this show lived in real time and the blue Jays fans taking over on their national holidays in Fenway. I just think John Henry looks and goes, listen, ticket prices are ticket prices. So, I don't really care if Red Sox fans are coming to these games or not. People are still going to come and experience the Fenway experience. I don't think there is any amount of championships that the Celtics can win that is going to get this Red Sox ownership group to have an about-face going into the real spring training.
4: Well, how do you hurt the bottom line? Because I agree with you on the the Fenway experience and some of the Fenway experience as tourists and other fans, and those tickets will keep getting sold, mm-hmm. and there's probably a floor to how low the attendance at Fenway can go, just because of that. Right. But are there the ancillary dollars of, do they care that, huh, did you guys notice jersey sales are down 272% because nobody wants to wear
6: a Red Sox Mm -hmm. jersey? I mean, it's a possibility, but I just think that because of what Fenway is and and it's this – tourist destination that you're still going to have droves of families uh, people from out of town like way out of town planning You know, we're going all these games and my favorite baseball team is going to be in Boston and Boston's really nice in the summer so therefore I'm going to go and I'm going to spend a lot of money to make sure that my family has a good time I couldn't tell you who's on the team right now but the point is I am experiencing Fenway and you I don't think you get the same thing in like Kansas City definitely not Oakland or these other like markets where people don't go to games there's no like you know that museum factor, nostalgia factor that that Fenway presents. I just I don't think that there is going to be anything right now that is going to make John Henry go, wow. You know what? I have been approaching this in the complete wrong way. I think you might be right about that, Ryan. I think he may be too far away from caring about any of this.
3: To,
0: just
6: the to idea that he's he is down yeah. at spring training. Hey, John, do you have time to talk about the team? <laughs> Nope. And he just keeps walking.
3: Keeps and didn't he look walking.
4: like a guy who didn't have a care in the world? He could like that give struck a rat's Yeah. Ass your right entire fan base their, hates you.
3: Their PGA deal that yeah. night. You know. Like, but he didn't care. they still making no. money. Your
4: your current players hate you and how you do business. Your former players hate you and how you do business. Your manager doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Your manager could not have asked out more loudly <laughs> immediately upon arrival at spring training, and yet you're just like.
6: Hoo, 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 like just a wa- not yeah. a care in the world just strutting around is, is that Craf- oblivious or yeah. is that I don't even know what it's, that it, is it's gaff it's is gaff yeah. I don't give an F as far as where we are right now because he think, ran the numbers and the numbers are still fine I think the Jacobs are totally content to just let Cam Neely and Don Sweeney do whatever they want with the team until it just becomes unfeasible and I do think that as of right now Robert Kraft is probably saying, you know what? We we need to do right by this team. As far as spending goes, who knows? Maybe burn some cash turns into full throttle right now. But at least with the Red Sox, I have a tangible. I have a team. I have a roster. I have a 26-man roster. I have a 40-man roster where I can look at and go, I don't know who 90% of these people are. You're just hoping and praying that this is all gonna work out and this open competition is all gonna work out. I have one team right now that has gone, oh, the Celtics are doing what? And they're having all this success eh, that's great, I got golf, I got hockey, I got racing, I'm fine, I got soccer, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter.
3: 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Nick is in New Hampshire with a thought on the Celtics. Hi, Nick.
5: Hey, uh, back to the Celtics for a second. You know, the, my problem with Tatum and Brown is, in my
3: opinion, they're not even superstars. They're stars. Jason they're Tatum's not, not a superstar?
5: superstar. until and They're not superstars until... They win a championship, and to do that, they have to play in the clutch in the playoffs, and they keep failing us there, not to mention Brown can't hit a free throw, which is beyond me. I'm
3: 72, and I can hit 4 out of 10. Good for you. Uh, Nick, was Charles Barkley a superstar? Well, I mean, yeah, he was. He was okay. He never won a championship either. I mean, there's so, I a mean, million of
4: those. Dan Marino, <laughs> he still like, does Osa, Isotoner commercials. Dan Marino, 30 years
3: later. Yeah, I Jason mean, Jason Tatum superstar. is uh, first plenty of team, superstars in the NBA last year, and he's a superstar in the league for sure. Jalen Brown, I'll listen to that argument. Jalen Brown is he a superstar? I'm not sure. He Has he is. anyone called him a superstar? Um, I think you have to be on some level of superstardom to get a max contract. Don't you? Oh, I don't. Not in the NBA. Yeah. NBA contracts work when there is a max, they ask for it and they get it. Well, they, get it, if was they get it. if they're good enough. You know, not everyone nah, is going to ask for it. Gets one. I you have, have to be. Shirt. You have to be all NBA to get it. I mean, no, it's no not, you the know, New max, your... but I'm talking about all along the NBA when
4: they went to this modern style of contract. Okay, where sure. Everybody gets them. And then later they you you trade your guy that you regret giving a contract to for my guy that I regret right and we try it again
3: and we Chris try- Paul and Russell Westbrook yes it happens and all these a times. yeah there's no such thing as an untradable contract right. in the NBA that's for sure
6: uh, Jason the, Tatum by the way number two in jersey sales in the NBA behind Steph Curry yeah, yeah and in won. front of LeBron and Giannis and all your other favorite basketball well but players. He's a there's also
4: um, the guys you just listed aren't superstars. They're all time greats. They're legends. They're whatever. What's Victor Wembanyama? He's number four. Okay. What's Ty- Tyrese Maxi's number nine? But you you have Tatum between LeBron Steph Steph Curry, and, Curry. and LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. Like those guys are generational, all time great, whatever, you know, top ten players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tatum's not that. If that's what the caller's saying, then yeah, he's not that. That's fine. But he's a superstar. Yeah. He's absolutely a super. I mean, I don't know what his definition was, and I also enjoyed the fact that, did you see him slip in, I'm 70 and I can hit 4 out of 10, which isn't great, but no, it, I, isn't. it was realistic. Yeah. I loved that he didn't say I can hit 8 out of 10 or something, because right. we, would, we wouldn't we would have believed it. 4 out of 10, that's like... Uh it's like Shaq. <laughs> I actually think he can hit four out of ten. I give him a chance that's like that I believe might me. be real. He sounded like he's got a little vim and vigor to him. Yeah. Yeah. Four out of ten. I bet he could do that.
3: But Foxy. I'm the biggest Jalen Brown. Why would you call in a lie? You know?
4: <laughs> I think people do it all the lie time. Lie
3: about a forty percent free throw percent. There's a
4: lot of guys on this show, these shows that lie. I've heard a lot of calls. I've that never lie. I've never lied before.
3: Uh what's never. On? Not once. I never have. I've never lied on the air. Not one time. I don't think I have either, actually. Everything I've said Come has been absolutely true. Or oh, you believe I've it. told a lot of stories about myself on the Arab day. Every single one of them has been true. I'm an open book. Uh, and I'm an open book that says I love Jason, I mean, uh, Jalen Brown, and I've never called him a superstar. And I don't think he's treated that way. No one treats him like a superstar. He's no. always treated as second fiddle yep. to Jason Tatum. And he signed up for, you know, next seven years of it. Right. So and, that's, like, uh, he
4: doesn't have a Jordan shoe. He doesn't have those flaming
3: Hot chips or whatever. like No, he does have seven oos, uh, or whatever it is, the juice. <laughs> seven yeah, but that's seven his. Oos. That's, that's his. his. That's
4: his thing. That's what like, I mean. Like, he Nike does have it. didn't bend over. I mean, Jason Tatum, from my observation, Jason Tatum is taking over for Kyrie in the most popular shoe in sort of the second-tier price market. They mm-hmm. have filled Kyrie with Tatum. He is a star. Yeah. Like, they have decided he's a star, just like Lays has and all these other Subway. Is Jalen Brown in Subway? Uh, no. No. Jason Tatum's in Subway with who? Steph Curry, Tom Brady. Charles Barkley. Stars, correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's rubbing elbows with stars. Jalen Brown doesn't rub. When does Jalen Brown rubbing elbow with stars other than like the All-Star game? All-Star week, Things of that.
6: Come on, he, he dapped up Mac McClung and He the, was also the, hanging out with Kanye kid, and, uh, and
3: Kyrie, too, right? They were all working out, like, yeah. to remember when he was with uh, Kanye's. Uh, yeah, I don't like talking uh, about that. Well, I'm just saying, like, His he was agency. rubbing elbows with famous people at that time when he was yes. with the Kanye Donda agency or whatever it was. Mego shamed him into leaving, eh? right? Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll continue with your Celtics phone calls and Red Sox suggestions
0: next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward.
2: Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app.
6: We're
4: right back to it. Jones and Meco on WEEI.
6: Like Everybody wants to sign this guy, but it's this weird game of Scott Boris and fill-in-the-blank Major League Baseball team game of chicken.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of teams around
3: the league are doing that, but if you're the Red Sox, you can't wait for that. I don't, I don't think you can wait for that. I don't think you can wait for him to settle on a one-year deal with options or a two-year deal with options. For example, if it's a one-year deal with option, I'm Jordan Montgomery. Forget about winning and losing. I want to go to a team, if I'm Montgomery, that has gold glove defense in my infield. If I needed like a so-called pillow contract, I need all my infielders to have great range and make the plays. I'm not a big strikeout guy, so I need to make sure I go to a team where that 3-7 ERA stays there. If I go to a team that doesn't have great range, that doesn't make plays in the infield, and that ERA shoots the 4-3, I'm not going to have success next year in the free agent market. The lower the asking price goes in years, then it turns into, then I, I think you're out. So Lou and Christian talking about Jordan Montgomery.
6: What's a pillow contract? Yeah, what is a pillow contract? Something kind of soft and squishy you can lay down on and I sleep well. One
4: of those. Glad to know it wasn't a dumb question because the three people in this room didn't know it. I didn't like my
6: answer?
3: Hey, Lou, speak English. Hey, you know pillow contract. (laughs) He threw it out like it was like so. Yeah, you know pillow contract. Uh, Sean McAdam wrote this today on Mass Live. He said, as a matter of course, an industry source said the Red Sox have maintained contact. With Montgomery's agent, Scott Boris. But even this late in the process, Montgomery's asking price has not dropped to the point where the Red Sox could fit him into their budget, which has been in place for some time. Oh, we know. We know it's been in place for some time. We're aware of the uh, budgetary restraints. So, I believe Brad
4: Foe threw out a number, and I don't know if it was just like a, ha, throw it out there. Maybe it was a pillow contract. Mm -hmm. Don't know. (laughs) Um, I think he said something like 7 and 200. Ooh. 7 and 200. I have no interest in that. Okay. At this point, it feels like that would be a reactionary um, move based on the fact that your stud player was bitching. And you're like, I'll show them. Well, I'll sign somebody. Mm -hmm. I I don't want that because you know what that feels like it would do? Blow up and then hamstring them moving forward, and they would point to that as a reason why they can't spend and they should have stuck to their original plan of waiting for the young guys that are in the minor leagues and developing and drafting and all that. All right,
3: well, I'd rather that than not do anything. Honestly, oh, I would. At this I don't point, care. I'd rather nothing. I'd rather they nope. do that than not do anything. I Suck. think that at least shows were not completely uh, checked out on this team and were willing to spend some kind of money. They're $31 million below the luxury tax threshold. Seven and two hundred to get you twenty eight. You still got three million dollars after that, which isn't to say that's a lot of money, but you can definitely afford it, and you can even afford another guy if you want to uh, dip into it a little bit. But do
4: you want it in year three and year four when now you're supposedly figuring out who you are and you're trying to augment the young players that are? uh, I'd rather. Do I want Jordan Montgomery?
3: Yes. I'd like yeah, him here when those young guys come up to have a pitching rotation. That's because none of these guys coming up are pitchers. You know, we're talking about a bunch of position players. So is he an ace? You need to. Ha- is he an ace on this team? Yes. He'll be the <laughs> no, ace no, this no, no, team? no, no. Sure. I didn't say that. You'd be an ace on this team. <laughs> that's right. And wiffle ball. Is he an ace on his own? Probably not. <laughs> no. Which is why I want Snell too. Snell's an ace. Uh, okay, so now you're on Snell my and side. Montgomery. That's the, if you, you announce got, got a stew going. A hundred
4: percent. You think there's any shot in Hades that they suddenly say, oh, by the way, we forgot to tell everybody we actually signed Montgomery and Snell? No. No chance. No way. So if you're not going to go in. The old Red Sox would have. Yes, these aren't the old Red Sox. So I would actually in some weird way maybe have um, some some faith in their conviction to say, nope, we're doing it our way. We're excited about young players. We're going to do this. Whatever the plan is, although I do, again, the plan feels a little
3: Hazy, it I'm is hazy, not sure exactly. And but you can have you can like your young players and still spend on pitching. That's what Dombrowski did, and they won, they had the best season they ever had. But where That's are exactly their young players? They
6: they're all gone, <laughs> no, no, no,
3: but in they're Los young. Angeles, yeah. uh, and their new San young Diego. players are in Portland
6: in double A. Yeah, so they're various ends of the coast, not in Boston. I could understand like if they looked if the Red Sox looked at how the Houston Astros built their organization where they drafted really well and they extended the guys who were important to them and maybe let you know your George Springers of the world walk because they know that they have a Kyle Tucker coming up I can understand that. And the Red Sox kind of did that where they had guys like Ben Intendi, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, all these guys coming up Rafael Devers. But then where they went wrong is they just said, well, we don't believe in the market and therefore we're not going to pay these guys anymore because we don't think they're worth what they're asking for and just completely missing the market. Now you're in this weird place where they're not spending on anything and the pipeline looks so bleak. Like I'm thinking like, forget 2025, 2026 maybe is when you start to see some of these kids pan out.
3: I don't even know. I want to wait till then. But I don't even like, and wait for what? Wait till then to spend money on
4: pitching. No, but I'm. I'm not that excited about the young talent. It's not I, that exciting. It's tough to
3: be. I mean, <laughs> it, Cass, it's very Cass, Cass is. I think Cassis is someone you can be excited about. Bayo to a lesser extent, maybe. Maybe. But Cassis is a guy. I mean, I'm, I'm excited fine. for what Cassis is going to do fine. this year. Uh, but that's it. Is he better than Betts? Oh, no. Okay. He's, He's not, not like Luke. he bets. But, I mean, but that's what they're Luke replacing. Betts? They're replacing. He's better than Ben Attendi. Sure. Okay. You so know? you pick and choose which, you know, where We're we lot him in the tennis ladder.
4: Sure. But like Mayer, Meyer, Mayer, however the hell you say it, I still haven't. Really, totally nailed that. Marcelo, Marcelo, feels like the shine is already
6: off him, and I haven't seen him play yet. (laughs) Was dealing, he was coming back from an injury. I, I, look, I understand that, but I think it's all very valid points. If you're going to take the approach, like Baltimore had to build the team the way they built it because their owners refused to spend money, and then when they sold the team, it was like hallelujah, finally, like. Now we have something to look forward to as far as investing in this team. If you're going to take that approach, you have to be damn good at, at analyzing talent. And this team, for whatever reason, has just not been able to do it. And they've blown a lot of high draft picks recently as well. So at least you have a payroll to supplant the issues that you have. You look at 2018 and the teams that were successful before that. You had young pieces coming in, but you didn't have any pitching. Therefore, you used your payroll, a weapon that a lot of other teams don't have. Or
3: you traded prospects.
6: Regardless, yeah. you were able to get David Price and Chris Sale and end up winning a championship. You've got neither thing coming up right now. So, John Henry looks at it and goes, well, what exactly am I going to be spending money on? That's a good and the, point. And I'm kind of with that mentality. Like I'm not. This late,
4: reactionary Jordan Montgomery signing would be met with meh from me all right I but mean
3: they're not is, even doing if that's what? all if that's all they do I is he be gonna make you watch uh yeah, be more likely to watch when he's pitching <laughs> you know would when, you because I would not when uh you know when uh, some of these other guys are out there they but might have a better chance to win that game but is he appointment television like you hear a trending
6: no, Todd Montgomery like, takes the bump tonight no offense Winkowski day is not going to catch on in yeah, the City I, mean, I would think
3: I'm not watching how day is not gonna do that Hauk either day, but I know what you mean Bayo might. Bayo might, but he Montgomery's probably start. better than Bayo, so I mean, you know. Well, yeah, but are you
4: going to watch him? We're talking now about entertainment and allure and investment of your time and these types of things. So they're going to spend $200 million. It's kind of like Trevor Story. Remember the comment from from John Henry and some of those email interactions? Like, you, you don't consider Trevor Story a big contract? Nah, he doesn't no! excite me. <laughs> Do you watch because of Trevor Story? Well, he hasn't played at all, so no. Right. No, I have no he's interest. Been hurt the whole he's time. fine.
3: Yeah. He's, he was good in Colorado, but yeah, I mean, you don't see If much this of him were either.
4: the early 2000s and he was playing with Manny and Ortiz and some of those guys, he'd be like, wow, that Trevor Story is a nice complimentary guy. He's like
6: the Bill Miller of the yeah, Exactly. This, but if you just have Bill Miller. won the uh, batting title. Batting title. But if you just have Bill Miller, like, you're not you going to win a championship. You like suck. That. And that's how I
4: feel about Trevor Story. You can pretend you pay him a lot of money so he's a star. He doesn't make me want to watch, just like Jordan Montgomery. You can spend 20 something million dollars, 30 million dollars a year on him.
3: Is he going to make me watch? Nope, don't care. All right, before we uh, go to break here, Todd in the car has some suggestions for John Henry. Go ahead, Todd.
0: Hey, guys. So, uh, real quick, obviously, John Henry hasn't done jack squats for the past few years and i think it's been a bridge here ever since bets was
3: uh let go mm.
5: uh
3: one thing i did notice is john henry is very thin-skinned and i think one of the issues as you
0: well know as you said there's a false narrative about people booing. obviously it bothered him a lot so you know this past year too he wasn't gonna show up at the fan appreciation day why because he did not want to deal with that again so my suggestion
3: to the fans and i hope people do this is instead of yelling yankees suck at the game people start yelling henry sucks can you imagine what he's gonna do i'm gonna drop the mic here and see what you guys think thanks Dan. Um, I'm not going to encourage people to say or do anything at the games. Why not? But do I think that would be effective? Yes. Well, see, I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying like, that sort of thing would probably bother him.
6: I understand the sentiment, but I think at this point in the mind of John Henry, which we can't get inside of because he refuses to talk to anybody in the media, I, I just think that he looks at, you know... The, the black numbers and the red numbers okay did we sell out you know great okay what, what, but it was it was like 70 30 Yankees Red Sox fans well I don't care about that they're still buying tickets and hot dogs and beers and stuff what do I care people are still coming to the stadium regardless of if the home team is good or not so you could sit and chant until you're you, you pass out I just don't think there's anything at this point that is going to convince John Henry. You know what? It's time to start investing in the Red Sox when he's got such a deep portfolio of sports to to rely
3: no, on. No, Theo's going to change he after his mind. That? Theo's going to Theo's going to get in great. His head. I'll see you then. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety. Theo's working
0: on a.